Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Ripe of Wisdom podcast. I'm your host, Jose, and I'm here with my other co-hosts. Jesse and Miguel. On this episode, we're going to talk about who we are, and also we're just going to give a brief description of what this podcast is about. Thanks for watching. Clean pour, clean pour. That's a nice color. Beautiful color. I think I'm going to have a little extra with pumpkin. So that's good. That's phenomenal. 2012, huh? So Just imagine if you let it age another 10 years. That's mm-hmm. definitely good. <laughs> <laughs> But see, it's like, you know, that's why I love the half bottle. So it's like, will I spend nice money now if I know what my expectations are? Right. Yeah. That's why, you know, it can't always be in the 750 market, you know. Do the splits or you got to cash out on the Magnum and hold on to it. Exactly. I just, I got a Magnum champagne on hold at the store. I'm like, you know what? Throw in a Magnum too. (laughs) I got two 750s of like, of like their special collection. I'm like, throw in a Magnum of their special reserve. I'm like, I need that. (laughs) Sir, who are you going to sell this to? I'm not sure. Let me age it for a couple of years. (laughs) Trust me. <laughs> Ten years, it's gonna be better than when you got it off the lot, you know. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So, what are we drinking, Jesse? <laughs> Today we got the privilege and honor of drinking a fifth growth from the Hot Medoc uh, region in Bordeaux. This is coming from Chateau Belgrave. It's a 2012. Man, I gotta say, this is magnificent in color. The, the bouquet on it is just. Phenomenal, rich, <laughs> rich, ripe fruit. The bouquet. <laughs> Man, the, just the, the lingering finish yeah. is just it's, it's amazing. How many of you fellas think of it? Oh, honestly, pretty good. Couldn't, couldn't have described yeah, it better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's like in a small bottle, not a 750. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're talking to me about what I enjoy about this wine, I have to say the fact that it's not in a 750 milliliter format is already a win in my book. So. But, you know, I got to say, um, for the kinds of reds that I've tried, um, <clears throat> it's different. Like, yeah, it's not as tannic, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. That's why so it's like it's not dry in your mouth. So it's smooth. So you can kind of. So this is kind of like mm-hmm. one of like those big high end American wine makers trying to imitate like the French style French wine. Mm-hmm. It's hard to imitate, this, but I mean, call me basic, but I taste berries. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So like, what grapes? Like, is it mainly just like Cab? So I think a traditional Bordeaux is. Especially from the left bank, it's predominantly Cabernet, mm-hmm. blended with Cabernet Franc, Malbec, Merlot, and a little bit of Petit Bordeaux. A true Bordeaux should have those five varieties. So, yeah. But we looked on their website, and I don't know, do we have a blend ratio on there? The blend is 65% Cab, 35% Merlot. Nothing else? That's for the 2012, yeah. Okay. 
just that. But yeah. for the other other years, they had different blends. So it's kind of like a blend, I guess, huh? But aside from that, so this is our first episode where we just want to let the people that are beginning to watch this journey go who we are and why we're getting into this, what this podcast we kind of see it being about. Yeah, I mean, just let our audience know where we come from, uh, what our interest is in wine and what keeps us driven in this wine industry. Wine drama. I want, wine drama. I want drama. I want laughs. Drink good wine. I want to drink good wine. <laughs> Only good wine. Only good Occasionally wine. that good plant too, 420 friendly. Mm, yes. we're, not, we're, not getting, we're not subscribing to any of those drink packages or drink sets that just arrive <laughs> to your house. No, no, no. We don't do that. So we go out, we research and buy our own shit. Yeah. Research. We don't, we don't trust some package, fancy little Instagram. Game of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> that real we're we're all situated here in wine country, you know, kind of saddled east side of mm-hmm. Sonoma County near Napa, so experience what this world is yeah. in our region. Yeah. So we're actually in me and Miguel's apartment in Santa Rosa right now. Exactly. This is like the heart of Sonoma County. Yeah. <laughs> the Sonoma wine country. Mm-hmm. Santa Rosa is the biggest city. Yeah. It has just some great restaurants, great weather. Great breweries, too. Great breweries. Definitely. I'd say that's definitely a, a winner of Sonoma County. It, it has a good wine and beer scene, whereas like most people go to Napa, I feel like, mm-hmm. for the wine. Yeah. Here we got the beer people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what makes Sonoma a little bit more casual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you like? We got a little bit of everything. We got breweries, we got, you know, we got Pinots, we got Zins, we got Shards, we, got, mm-hmm. we also got Bubbles. We got the coastline. Yeah. yeah. We got Can Wine. You know, yeah, we got we oysters can. by the bay, we got cheese. <laughs> what do you need? Like, what do you need? Exactly. Where do you want to mm-hmm. go? Fresh, local produce, sustainable yeah. farms. It's, I mean, that's a big thing in, in Sonoma County and in Napa as well, it's to try to be as sustainable as possible, I guess. Um, oh, this one is amazing. Yeah. You're having the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I With this one. <laughs> I, needed to, I was just on like such a good high today, but I needed, I needed something good to follow it to. Yeah. Like, so Jesse, you know, <coughs> I feel like when we're having, when we're going to be having these podcast <coughs> discussions about wine Sorry. and what we're talking about, yeah. I I feel like you're the most knowledgeable yeah. when it comes to talking about wine, even though we all work in the wine yeah. industry and stuff or yeah. have worked in the wine industry, but you are studying <laughs> a lot for it, right? Because you're yeah. taking the, is it the W set or no, it's the, yeah, it's the W set, which is an exam. Like, and certification for knowledge about wine. Yeah. Um, like a kind of like a general baseline like internationally so you can communicate with people abroad, be able to explain wine and just understand like the difference between a cabernet from France to a cabernet from America. How would you describe that before trying it? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like in this podcast you will see Jesse Talk about wine, and then yeah, I would yeah, be amazed, I'm, Jesse, our wine connoisseur. Yeah. You know what, though? It's you funny, because like, even the people I'm surrounded by, I'm like, I feel like I know nothing. I really? Like I know nothing about wine. I'm just like, damn, I'm fucking catching up. Barely scratched the surface. Like, 
<laughs> but then I get it like to normal average consumer. I just had a touch of agriculture and fermentation process. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck, like, let me just write it out. <laughs> and you come back to this podcast and you bring us your knowledge. Yeah, do it, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Bro. That's what I'm here for. Because I feel like you're way more knowledgeable. Bro, we, we bring the, you guys are very knowledgeable too. We ask great questions that mm-hmm. keeps me going. If anything, I have a curiosity to know yeah. what you know. Like that, bro. <laughs> like I said, we bring different perspectives to this podcast that keeps this conversation going. And like, mm-hmm. It makes it like, genuine. It's not just like, you know, we're just trying to just talk regular about one. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I just, that's my introduction to Jesse here for this <laughs> yeah. episode. <laughs> I guess I was born and raised in Los Angeles, you know, uh, part of the public school system. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nah, 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 you know, <laughs> went to a Cal State, luckily out of high school. Oh, I was uh, kind of kept my head down, out of trouble, played sports. Got kept away from the street life, especially out there in LA. Uh, bounced around from Cal State to trade schools. Aviation maintenance technician route uh, didn't pan out, but I kept spending a lot of money on wine. <laughs> it's, it's funny I just spent so much money on wine that it was just like the only thing constant in my life, whether it was good or bad. Wine was there. I'm like, you know what? Let me see if I can work with wine in uh-huh. wine in some way. Maybe I can get free bottles someday. You know, yeah. I'm just like I'm just basic consumer, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck study for that intro song exam. I've had a best friend who kind of put it in my ear, like, you should try being a song. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie, and I was like, what? It took Which me three years. Oh, the, you know, the song movies on yeah. Netflix? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of got all hyped watching Dylan, fucking Michael and Brian, or Ian, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going to try to just take the basic entry level. But it took me three years to convince myself because mm-hmm. I felt like I was too young. Mm-hmm. Can I work in wine or fuck it? Like, I don't know. I just felt like I was too young. Mm-hmm. So I went, fuck it. Uh, took my intro exam, passed. And I was just kind of fired up from that point where I was like, damn, like, I've never been so excited to like learn more about a region, about a variety, about a style, about a new wine I haven't heard. So I was just like, let's go. And then. Got a job as a wine buyer in a little liquor store. And uh, also was like doing some tasting, like tasting room. And then the pandemic hit. And then I was like, fuck it. I can't stop working. So I was like, let me work on harvest. I know that shit don't stop. Right. Like, yeah. Service. Like, no matter what. <laughs> so luckily got got hired and we got an offer and moved up. That's where I met you fellas at Landmark. Mm-hmm. It's fucking 2020 Harvest, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, one of my favorite Harvest, dog, I'll tell you. <laughs> so it's memorable as fuck yeah. to me. Great uh, start to yeah. a decade, you know, yeah. <laughs> working at Landmark. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, just kind of like the like the light bulb just clicked, and I was like, I never felt so natural. Like, I don't know if you guys believe in like past lives, but it just felt so natural. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nature, you know, like, and I remember just go in the lab and ask you guys, "What are you guys doing today?" Right. What are those numbers? Like, huh. Okay. 
need to get back here. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, I was determined. I was like, maybe next time if I can talk my way somewhere, somebody might just need us fucking. Someone's desperately the last minute lavender. <laughs> yeah. And I could fucking be that dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> be that guy, bro. <laughs> but, I, but I wanted to keep learning after harvest, so I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to learn how to prune. That was like my main goal. I want to learn how to prune and take care of vines. I talked my way into a tractor operator position because I said I got forklift experience. I got. <laughs> I mean, even though I really didn't have any experience, I just talked my way into it. Yeah. <laughs> I was very forceful on that uh, on that hiring <laughs> process, but dude gave me a chance. And for my first day, I came in hot. I went up to Joe, that the white maker. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I'm ready to be the lab intern." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know who the fuck who I was. <laughs> oh my god! And, uh, fuck it though, but you know, I feel like I had to come in like that. I had to set the tone, and uh, he like, go talk to the salary master. He laughed me out the fucking cave. And, uh, <laughs> I talked to Luis and he's just like, so what's up? Like, trying to be a lab guy? Like, the fuck, there's a field right now. Like, uh-huh. You know, we got you to get in. I can work my way out. We'll transfer. You know, and he's like, and he just asked me this random ass question. He's like, Edis Chigon? Come on, come on in. I think he was pointing to Pancho, but I didn't know who he was pointing to at the time. I was like, I don't know who the fuck talking about, but I'm going to say I'm one. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a badass motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'll fucking go to toe to toe with anybody you got. Fuck, who's your best guy? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what's up? And uh, he was just like, I like that. And he's like, but Harvest East was fucking five months. He's like, you gotta hold out. Mm-hmm. You gotta be out here in the vineyard. I'm like, fuck it. Well, I'm like, I wanna learn. He's like, all right, I'll talk to your manager about and see what we can do. By the second day, my manager about was like, hey, so I talked to Louise. We're gonna. We'll get you there, but you got to be patient. Don't overstep my authority. You know, kind of just like, just be by my side. And like, I'll look out for you if you look out for me. Right. Keep your name clean. Yeah. Did that shit. Bro. I, was fucking, I was training all the new employees. How to fucking punch in, punch out. Do the whole dirt work. <laughs> fucking. Re-fucking. Like, reinstalling posts. Like, doing like, wire fucking work. Trip irrigation lines. Like, fucking just some dirt. Like. A lot of landscaping, a lot of weed whacking, but I paid my dues five months and I got that lab fucking interview, killed it. I got the offer, I was like, fuck it, I'm out of here. <laughs> and you know, I thought I was killing it, bro. Harvest is great, bro. I love working with pilots. And like, we killed it, even though they want to point the finger and say we fucking did a shitty job. Yeah. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> we killed that shit. Like, that's why they want, they told they want to keep them. Cause they know he killed this shit. Yeah, and um, so I had a. I think that's when I was like, "Fuck it, let me continue my wine education." So I signed up for the WSET program, scholarship program through Wine Unify. I was one of ten selected, and uh, you know they had to hook me up with uh, the cost for the exam. We gave me like a wine gift card, books. They gave me like mentors and. Pretty much a whole network of certain like people I can call on and just hey, you know, you're looking for, you know anybody looking for for this department? Or, you know, you know anybody looking for some work? So I got a mentor. Her name is Priyanka. Uh, she reached out. She's like, hey, I got a uh, I lost 
two people in my crew, but I'm trying to start a new position. Better culture this slash like assistant one big. Would you be interested? I'm like, fuck, man. That's what I was hoping for. Like, God damn. Yeah. You know, it kind of came out the blue, but I was like, I remember talking to her at the meeting and telling her that Gunlock was just stringing me along, though. Mm-hmm. Just having me do bullshit sulfur samples and fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bullshit. You know, like, it was, yeah, go collect 40 samples and then just run sulfurs on them. Like, dude, fuck yeah. that. You know what that's like. Uh, yeah. Those days can be a grind. Sometimes. Those days can be a fucking grind. So I'm just like, I'm better than this dog. Fuck that. Mentally, I felt like that. So when that call came, I was just like, let's go. And I'm kind of having a look back and been learning new things in the vineyard. Your boy says, the boss has been real persistent on me, like learning from others and hearing other stories. Going to these conferences, like putting my name and face out there, like shit was fucking great, though. It kind of feels surreal. Mm-hmm. I was I was talking to this uh, lady I met today, and, but she's like, just fucking like it's gonna be like that, you know. Just fucking enjoy it. And I was like, mm-hmm. gotta be patient, though. And be humble, and just pass it on to the next person ready to learn. Yeah, <clears throat> so. That's me. In a nutshell, nuts. <laughs> but man, enough talking about me. What's up with you, fellas? Tell the world. Okay. Well, you know, I think my story will be fairly cut and dry, I guess. <laughs> my family is in is in the wine industry, has been since I was a kid. And I growing up never thought I was gonna be involved in agriculture in any way. I was very much sort of a nerdy kid that liked playing video games all the time. And so that's sort of what I got drawn into and uh, ended up going to university, got a computer engineering degree. So I know a fair amount about how a computer works. What university? Uh, the University of Santa Barbara, uh, UC. Yeah. yeah so. Gauchos. Uh, yeah, the gauchos. <laughs> so I got my. I got my degree. I got my ticket to, to riches. I ended up working. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> I got my, my ticket. My golden ticket. My golden ticket. I got my engineering job at the Department of Energy. And I worked there as an engineer for a bit. Doing government work. Kind of secret-ish stuff that, I mean... At one point, I, if, I, if I kept going, it would have been real hush-hush. And I just stopped because that's not really who I am. Uh, uh, the people of Sonoma County are, I guess, not as involved. They're, they're, they're more just sort of uh, salt-of-the-earth people, and I feel like that's what I am. Working for the government, not always like that. So this was what, like, around what age it was 23, yeah, 22, 23, and then COVID happened, and this was, I think I was 25 or 24, around there, and I basically made the transition to not be an engineer anymore, and that was I moved, a really tough decision. It was a very tough decision, yeah. because you basically are picking between decent living wage and just trying to do something new. And so I studied agriculture. I went back home, went to the JC, studied agriculture and cannabis, 
and I got involved in wine. <laughs> but yeah, I, so that's pretty much my story. I've sort of been involved in the wine industry since I started um, doing harvests as like lab intern. Back up. So how did you? So your first wine job officially, like not working for your mom, so a lab tech, and that's where I met you two fellas. Right. Uh, that's where I. Um, started to be a little bit more involved in winemaking other than just drinking it. What did and, you enjoy uh, about the last experience? Uh, I had great mentors. The mentors were good. Um, you know, shout out to Brad. He, if he hears, yeah. hears me just know that one of the best uh, people I've ever worked with in the wine oh, industry. Really? Shout out Brad. Uh, one of the greatest bosses. Very mm-hmm. patient. Um, but yeah, so he... Uh, showed me the lab because I actually never had any lab work. I've I've messed with computer parts and stuff and done a lot of like computer lab work, but that's not the wine lab and the computer lab are two different things. So one's playing with transistors and voltage meters, one's playing with like chemicals and shit. um, But I got to learn how to do wine analysis and since it was a particularly uh, rough year, that was when we were doing analysis in buckets to test for smoke taint and stuff like that. And that's when I came up with my local label that friends around me know colloquially as Bucket. So how did you get grapes for Bucket? (laughs) uh, (laughs) We can ask that later. Yeah. Yeah. But we can keep... Yeah, but Bucket will be mentioned many times Bucket throughout this podcast. And so. thanks to that first harvest. <laughs> but the first harvest was, was I mean, it was a grind. It was tough. There was smoke in the air. The air quality was shit at times. Um, but at the same time, it was very rewarding at the end of those long working hours to just grab a beer and catch up. And it was kind of like a bonding experience. I fuck with y'all top. Like that, that one time, time that one yeah. time we came in when it was, the sky was orange. <laughs> <laughs> I think that alone, I looked around, I was like, yo, Jose, we are about. Yeah. Like, you want to know when the ripe with wisdom podcast sort of like came slowly to fruition? It was that day. Know. It was that day. So the day of the orange sun. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was there besides, was it Brad, Greg? Greg. Uh, Shane, Shane was there. And Shane was there. Another Jose. So it was eerie that day. It was, I remember Greg said, "Right, but it's the old guy." It's eerie today. Yeah, that's what he's describing. Because I remember he te- they texted us all in the morning. They're like, "Who wants to come in today?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah, they texted us later in the day. Oh yeah, later like in the day. Day the text yeah. was like, "Yo, you guys don't have to come in." But we can really do some of y'all help around. We're coming in at five. Yeah. I ain't doing shit. I'm yeah. like, I know your mom's going to tell you, you better get your ass out there. Like, yeah, exactly. She knows what the harvest is. Yeah, my mom was like, you should go. <laughs> I'm like, dang, okay. Like, <laughs> Man. So, uh, so, 2020 harvest, post-harvest, how did you feel? Where did you look? I mean, yeah. t- after that, it was just a matter of I probably would have stayed if they had more, but the uh, more like budget for me. But the thing is, at the same time, is the, the the wine industry shrinks and and grows big throughout the season in terms of like hiring. So it's like during harvest, you need a lot of help to get jobs done, but then it slows down a lot. 
And so at that point, I was just taking odd jobs. I worked another government job as a contact tracer, and that's where I got familiar with COVID stuff and did some admin work for the government. And it was very nothing worth talking about. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, I can't come back to this. Yeah, I was just like, right, that's why I didn't stay in this. And then I got a job working as the Silver Oak Lab intern. And got to work at a nice, very nice facility that's state of the art, well known in Sonoma County. And um, I got to witness how fine wine is made, that those hundred dollar bottles from this area, you know. So, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I did up until now. Now I'm sort of in this in between transition state of looking for new. But mentally, where do you, what would you hope to see yourself like? Well, mentally, Bucket is something that I want to still put work into, um, along with just the things that I do, like this podcast with yeah. you all. I think my other job besides just being involved in wine is just being a content creator, being able to create content, put it up online, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I video game, I put that stuff online to do, you know, wine podcasts, just to... It's typically it's like if, if a few friends are invested in something that you know, gets me motivated, I like to be the one to help make that happen and record and and try to make that dream a reality because I know it, yeah I don't know it's fun. It takes a team effort. Yeah, it's a team yeah. effort, and it's something that I know I'm good at computers and stuff like that. And so that's the one thing I can bring to like different. Uh, to, to things like this, and be like, I can record. Yeah. <laughs> I can even edit for you. Like, <laughs> if we want to make a wide podcast, let's make it happen, you know? Man, Jose, brother. Also, yeah. uh, tell, the, tell the audience about a little bit about yourself. Yeah. All right. So, I guess I can start off. So, I'm from Fairfield. Yeah, if you don't know where that's at, it's literally in the middle of Sacramento and San Francisco. What county? Solano County. Yeah. Solano. But also, it's kind of relatively close to wine country. It's maybe like a 30-minute drive to like Napa, Sonoma County. Mm -hmm. So it's not too far from wine country. So like, How was it growing up? How was it growing up in Fairfield? It wasn't too bad. I mean, like, like it is with... I mean, it's not the greatest city. It's like, kind of just like a commuter city. Like everybody that lives there kind of either work, like I said, either works in Sacramento or works in San Francisco, you know? Gotcha. So, but it's like right in the middle. Damn, yeah, so the kids must be crazy out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just fucking running around doing drugs. <laughs> I guess. Nah, I was high school. I knew high school was probably crazy growing up. I mean, like, I was, high school wasn't too bad. <laughs> I didn't do too much in high school. I feel like I do more now. time to really. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, 25, 25, that's the peak, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah mm-hmm. We're going hard those years, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in high school, like, I was just, like, in the tennis team, water polo team. I kind of just minded my own business. I was just like, I just want to get out of Fairfield. 
was like, fuck Fairfield. Mm-hmm. But now... <laughs> I thought about LA until yeah. like, fuck out any guy, But now I kind of, like, appreciate Fairfield for what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I realized that, like, Fairfield really is, like, in the perfect spot. You're like, <laughs> like, it's really, like I said, it's, like, 30 minutes from, like, Wine country, you're close to San Francisco, you're close to Sacramento, yeah. you're like two hours from Tahoe, you're two hours from too. a beach. Close you to know, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a little exit point. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a great, <laughs> like, middle spot, you know what I mean? But other than that, like, yeah, I went to, so after high school, I graduated and I went to school at Sac State. Four years, well, four and a half years, actually, and I majored, actually was majoring econ, but switched it to journalism, because, like, I liked writing, so I was like, oh, I can write, and, like, after I got out of college, like, I was trying to look for jobs, and I couldn't really find any, so, like, one one day, like, I went on a trip with, like, my parent, with, like, my dad and my sister, we went to Paso Robles, which is like another wine region here. Right. And like um, when we were like just like going to breweries and wineries, my dad like suggested he's like, oh, like you like beer. And so like, why don't you try applying to a brewery for the meantime? Like, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm going to apply to a brewery. So, like, I started looking for brewery jobs. Shout out, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> so, I started looking for brewery jobs, and then, like, I found one in Lagunitas. So, hey. I started off as a bottler in Lagunitas. <laughs> hey, Lagunitas. For those who don't know who Lagunitas is, yeah. a great IPA producer in the North, yeah. North Bay area. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, pretty dope. I love that job. It's actually, like, pretty cool, like, the people that I met there. How was working in a brewery, right? I mean, like, I've never set foot in any brewery. So, I mean, like, working in the bottling line is definitely, like, bigger than any winery bottling line I've been to. Probably, like, it's probably as, it was as big as, like, maybe smaller than, like, Trinqueros. But, I mean, like, Trinqueros is, like, a big, like wine producer like it's constantly running 24 7 yeah there's like mm-hmm. there is no like seasonal there's no season <laughs> it's like but i mean another good thing about like beer there's no harvest so like you don't have to work like crazy hours for three months <laughs> you know <laughs> it's always like just consistent work but yeah. never like oh shit oh yeah, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like how long did you do that for i think Almost a year. Almost a year. Just on the bottling line? Just on the bottling like, line. Like, what, dumping glass or what? I was working, so... Stacking, stacking No, cases? so, like, everything was automated. You didn't have to, like, stack cases. You uh, kind of just stacked cases onto a machine and it made it for you. And bottling, you can, you just put, you, you just, like, put it with the forklift. So, like, yeah. and then, like, it lifted up for you, and then the bottles would go into the filler and shit That's and crazy. stuff like that. But mainly where I worked in the bottling line, I worked in this machine called the dropper, which is just, it just dropped the beer bottles into the case. Okay. And then, and then it went to the case sealer. That job, like, I would always, like, want that job because on a good day, that job was, like, the easiest job ever. Because basically, you just, like, pick, like, all you had to do is just do quality control. Make sure, like, nothing, like, is smashed. Yeah, so you'd always, like, every hour you'd look at a case, 
make sure the labels are right, like it was bottled correctly and like everything's right, then you just like put the case back. But like on a shitty day, like oh my god, you'd have to like try to fix like the the dropper twenty four seven, like or sometimes like like there's like a machine that like if something was wrong it'd pop out cases and sometimes like on like I said on a shitty day it would pop out like twenty cases at a time and then it would block the line and then it would make even a more mess and like I was like yeah <laughs> but I like like I said I liked working at that spot because on a good day it was the easiest job ever. how are the people there honestly they were all hella chill like I would say like they're kind of like the wine people that we work with, but just like I don't know, it's a little more different. The beer people, I would yeah. say, like they're more down earth. Yeah. Like even like management, I don't know, they look more like just regular people. You know, right. that's the beauty yeah. about <laughs> this shit, though. Like yeah. behind it, it's like, yeah, no, I'm just regular. I love this shit too. Yeah, <laughs> just want to help it out. Just want to help out the dream. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. So you worked here at Lagunitas, and then what was the next move? Why'd you leave? Uh, why did I leave? <clears throat> I think it was because like, I, I was like thinking about going, taking some classes in Napa Valley College, which I did. And, like I took it for a semester, and then COVID hit. And then like, what were we taking classes about? It was like, it was like, what was it sensory evaluation of wine? Oh, yeah, smelling and, and tasting, and also uh, like the study of analogy. So just like the basics of analogy. Because, like, I was trying to transition into wine. Because my dad was also the one that convinced me. He's like, oh, you should try. You should try working in wine. I was like, I need a wine plug. Yeah. Mainly, that's probably why I think he was trying to convince me to work in wine. Because he's like, oh, I want want to drink good wine. So my son should probably work in wine. Absolutely, bro. That's the smart bag. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't want to drink beer, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I was taking classes, and then COVID hit, and then I applied to that job at Landmark, and then I worked the 2020 harvest at Landmark, and that's where I met you guys. Great fucking harvest. Yeah, yeah. great harvest. <laughs> great team. Yeah, great team. <laughs> All around, like, yeah. <laughs> Victor, fucking Nate, my yeah. dogs for life, too. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to reach out any time. Shout out to Shane too. Yeah. Shane, Shane too. Shane could be talented. He gave he gave Paz a job. No, we be working with him. I'm fucking excited. Yeah. Paz could use someone like Shane. Like, uh, yeah. Get your ass out of that fucking mud, dog. <laughs> lift, lift up your socks. Yeah. Tie your shoes. Let's go. So after Landmark, I got a job at Trinquero. And I worked in Lodi for like a good six months. And Chinchero is a, a bulk wine. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a I lot of just running pumps and yeah. I actually was like they actually were teaching me how to run a filter, which is pretty cool, yeah. you know. But I was mainly just filtering dirty wine that had like bentonite and like um, and tartrates in it. Yeah, but like I was like probably moving like I don't know two hundred thousand gallons nah, a day. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's fucking tanks. You're like, dude, this is yeah. gonna take all day to fill up. Yep, sure. Yeah, I'm honestly, it does. Like, like, <laughs> you make like a blend like in one tank is probably like you're filling it up to like a hundred thousand gallons. Probably takes like an hour, like two hours to fill one hundred thousand gallons. Yeah, dude, it's or all day basically. <laughs> 
But it was cool working there too. Like I, I liked having that big winery experience. You see, like I don't know. You just it's different. It's, it's a different. whole different environment. Yeah, like, it's fucking either you like either you just want a job or you just like yeah, it's for me. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. It was like a, like I said, I like the guys that work there. They're all hella cool. But I mean, like it was just like, nah, I I can't work here. Like, just, like just imagine if Silver Oak was dirty and half-assed. Like that's, <laughs> that's like the major bulk wine producers sellers. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah, Silver Oak's just like nah, we're fucking. Mm. We right. got standards. Yeah, don't mm. you dare fucking drop these standards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Like sometimes we'd be putting, like I don't know. What is it like? I don't know. It's just like the wine we were making. Cleaning like, those tanks too is disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't know if you ever clean one of those big tanks. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit ain't that shit ain't clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like big. it's like weird because I know like for some of the wines we put like fruit concentrate in it and oh, stuff right. like that to give it more flavor. <laughs> it's just like it's it's like different, you know. How long did you work there? Half a year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know where the story is going next. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it was half a year because then Jesse convinced me <laughs> to work harvest wait, for wait, gum. Wait, so how did I convince you, bro? I, I tell the audience, what did they say? Honestly, I forgot what the okay, truth I was just like, uh, you know, I was just going you know, wide eyed. I think I found a good company. They're family yeah. owned. <laughs> They're growing. They just got a new facility. Mm. They need people. Mm. Yo, Jose, who Pink Bang? Like it's not as bad as Sebastiani Trinchero fucking bowling yeah. type, but <laughs> it's decent. We're, we're, we're indoors. We're not outdoors. We're just fucking breaking our necks. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, just apply, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw your name up to the supervisor, and he's like. You know what? Maybe I might do that. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, I know the environment behind yeah. a place like Trinchero, and I was just like, you don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to continue learning, that is not the place to be. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. I think maybe I was convincing. I, cause I was like, you know, like, dude, they gave me a chance. I'm in the lab. Yeah, Jesse. I'll fight for you. Jesse convinced me to I'll fight change for you my. To fucking be the lab intern, bro. Don't yeah. shit, dog. I'll fight for you. Yeah, Jesse convinced me to go to Gunlock, so I applied, and, and they put my boy through the ringer. Yeah, Fuck. <laughs> they put him. They like, I don't know if it was hazy or what, dog. Mm-hmm. But I swear, I'm like, I saw the dirty end. Yeah, I was like. The, the short ends. Yeah, I was like cleaning drains and shit like that. <laughs> Sometimes, I'm, like in the beginning, I was like, "What the fuck, man!" Like I quit Trincaro and I'm just like <laughs> cleaning tanks. I know. What the fuck? Like I was like, they're teaching me how to run a filter. <laughs> <laughs> but my man got a heart, though. Yeah, my man's like, yeah, you can't destroy my spirit. You can't fucking break you. But I did learn a lot of gun like that. Because, I mean, especially when they moved me to TW2, like, when I was with Carlos and Manu and Tony. Shout out to them. They're, yeah. like, they're great people to learn how to. Yeah. Because they're the ones that taught me how to run the press, how to, like, basically, basically, I learned everything. <laughs> how to calibrate somebody, yeah. train somebody. Mm-hmm. 
Like how to clean a press? No, but straight up though, how like mm-hmm. how to unload a truck? Like, yeah, how to unload a whole like semi full of truck? Like, big yeah, full of truck. yeah. They also taught me how to like basically forklift. How to like put like the grapes into like the press and stuff like that with the forklift. Mm-hmm. They also yeah, how to unload a truck. Basically, like also like. If I didn't work at TWT, I feel like I wouldn't have had that much experience, you know? Like, if I only worked at AP, I probably wouldn't have learned you shit. You would probably just been cleaning tanks, like yeah. Daniel said. Yeah. <laughs> pump over, or the pump over team. Yeah, pump over oh, team. Oh yeah. I got asked to get on there one day, and I was like, I don't know where it's going to come. Yeah. Like, How did the team do it? I don't know, but yeah. they show up every day. Salute, because I can do this <laughs> yeah, but now I'm gonna work as a lab intern for Silver Oak. That's my dog, <laughs> yo. Mm-hmm. And how did yo? How did that come about? Tell us. Well, I mean, we were doing a podcast, and Miguel was just like, "Oh, my mom's looking for a lab intern." I was like, "You know what? I'll take it." <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's how wide networking goes. And yeah, people in the industry it's just. People yeah. ask, hey, really, you looking for work? Like, yeah. it really be like that, too. So, you know, keep your ear open, you know. Who, yeah. Who's looking for work? I, like, I mean, shoot, I, I know a lot, you know, tech position you know, that could be filled. If you for still want a harvest job, I could go with a harvest job, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not going to be pretty. <laughs> you have to be ready for what the industry is, you know. But, They're going to yeah. throw you to just clean drains and pressure wash and... Yeah. Break out pumice. And <laughs> man, I'm excited for our next steps, and mm-hmm. you know, it's great to see where we can grow and how we can grow this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think for for next time we'll we'll have we'll bring to you more news topics yeah. that are going on in, yeah. in, in the wine industry, industry, and we'll let bring us know on what you like guests. to hear. Like, yeah. what would you like to hear about? You know, we like uh, yeah. mind educating. Also, we we want to do interviews. We want to interview anybody, winemakers, viticulturists, uh, mm-hmm. anybody who's worked in this industry and you want to share your crazy mm-hmm. seller stories, yo, please. We love yeah. distributors, importers, the restaurants, sommeliers, brewers, uh, anybody out there. <laughs> Tell us your story because yeah. we are, you know, that's what, what we're about. So we, we want to see why you're passionate about what you do, what you make. Enjoy sharing it with the world. Thank you for being with us and thank yeah, you for thank uh, you. giving us your time. Stay tuned. We got some guests coming to you. We got news coming to you. We got uh we got a lot of wine reviews coming to you too. So <laughs> thank you for listening to the first episode of the Ripe with Wisdom podcast. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on Instagram at Ripe with Wisdom. Please tell your friends, family, coworkers, and anyone who you think has an interest in something great. Also, if you have any suggestions for us, please let us know by DMing us on Instagram.